It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Post Game Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network. Live here at Petco Park in downtown San Diego, our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. The final score in this series opener between the Royals and the San Diego Padres. The Padres four and the Royals nothing. And the big story here tonight, a wonderful performance from Riker Michael Waka, who took a no-hitter into the eighth inning, ends up allowing just one hit in seven-plus innings of work, a career-high 11 strikeouts for Michael Waka as the Padres hold Kansas City to just two hits. The Padres snap a five-game losing skid and get a much, much needed win in the opening game of this three-game series. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Great to have you with us on this Monday evening. A lot to do on our post-game coverage. I just went one-on-one with Michael Waka down on the field. You'll, You'll hear that coming up in just a little bit. We'll also hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin when we come back. We have all the radio highlights for you. We'll recap it plenty of reaction your phone calls and more as the Padres get a much much needed win here tonight for nothing against the Kansas City Royals a lot to break down a lot to tell you about we'll hear from Michael Waka Bob Melvin and much more to come we get it all rolling when we come back on the Padres radio network Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. The final score here in San Diego tonight, the Padres 4 and the Royals nothing as the Padres get a much-needed win in the opening game of this three-game series here at Petco Park. Sam Levitt with you on our postgame coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building. Great to have you with us on this Monday evening as the Padres hold the Kansas City Royals to only two hits. An absolutely wonderful performance in this game by Michael Waka will get into it all. We'll have the play-by-play highlights for you in just a second. Also here from Padres manager Bob Melvin and hoping to uh, play my one-on-one conversation with Michael Waka as well. Coming up in just a little bit as the Padres snap a five-game losing skid. They improve to 20-22 and 22 on the year and the Royals drop to 12-31. and 31. A lot to recap in this game. A really good game for the Padres in a number of different respects. Let's do it with our game highlights. Let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights. Presented by the new El Cajon Ford Commercial Service Center. Servicing all Fords up to F-750s and motorhomes. 
The Padres got off to a quick start in the bottom half of the first inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a leadoff single against Royals starter Brad Keller. Tatis moved to second on a ground out for Manny Machado. He went to third on on an error by Keller on a ground ball from Juan Soto. Keller then did this. 2-1 over Xander's head. It goes all the way to the wall, and Fernando's going to score. Padres have a 1-0 lead on the wild pitch by Brad Keller. So luck in the favor of the Padres here in the first. Padres would strike again in the second inning. Keller issued a pair of one-out walks to Trent Grisham and Austin Nola. Fernando Tatis Jr. was next. First pitch to Fernando. Swung on. Base hit through the right side. Trent Grisham is going to be sent. He's going to score. Padres with a 2-0 lead on the RBI single by Fernando Tatis Jr. The second hit of the evening. Padres have a 2-0 lead. Keller was simply all over the place. He walked Jake Cronenworth, and he hit Manny Machado with the bases loaded. That scored Austin Nola and made it 3-0 San Diego. Keller would walk eight in just three and two-thirds innings. Meanwhile, Michael Waka was cruising early, 12 up, 12 down, through four innings to begin the day. He hit a batter with one out in the fifth inning, but still had not allowed a hit through five scoreless innings. In the sixth inning, Waka struck out the first two. He then walked Bobby Witt Jr. Vinny Pasquantino was next. First pitch swing, Pasquantino diving play by Jake Cronenworth. He gets up, takes it to the bag himself. You can hang a star on that one. Jake Cronenworth with a diving play to his right for the final out of the sixth inning. An absolutely outstanding play from Jake Cronenworth to end the sixth inning. The kind of play where when a guy has a no-hitter in progress, you circle it and you wonder if that could be the play we look back on on a very special night. We went to the seventh inning. Padres still leading 3-0. Michael Waka faced Salvador Perez, Nick Prado, and Edward Olivares. Right-handers 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. On the curveball again and place it even better than the previous one, Tony. It's always a good thing for the pitcher to be throwing something completely different than what the hitter's thinking. 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. A new career high for Michael Walker. 11 strikeouts on the night, two down in the seventh. 0-2 pitch. Ground ball to the left side. Fielded by Hassan Kim. Cross the diamond in time, and that'll do it. Another 1-2-3 inning for Michael Walker. He has been outstanding tonight. He was absolutely outstanding. Seven no-hit innings, a career-high 11 strikeouts for Michael Waka in those seven innings. Padres weren't done on the offensive side, leading 3-0, going to the bottom of the seventh. Xander Bogarts reached on an infield single against Royals reliever Josh Stalmont. Matt Carpenter walked. Hassan Kim dug in. Right-handers pitch. Ground ball up the middle. Base hit for Hassan Kim. They're going to send Xander Bogarts. He's rounding third. He's going to score. Padres with a 4-0 lead on the RBI single by the fan favorite, Hassan Kim. Padres had that 4-0 lead as we went to the eighth inning. Michael Walker returned to the mound in the top of the eighth, but Michael Massey hit an 0-1 changeup into right field for a base hit. That was the end of Michael Walker's no-hit bid, and that was it for Michael Walker in the game. He was absolutely brilliant. Seven-plus scoreless innings, just that one hit allowed, walked one, struck out 11 on 103 pitches. Nick Martinez came in, got the final three outs of the eighth inning. Martinez stayed on for the ninth inning, and he put the finishing touch on a very much-needed win for the Padres here tonight. And we have a runner on the field. The pitch is thrown. Strike three called on the outside corner, but it may not apply as we have somebody running on the field. 
security has already dragged him down, and I'm not sure how they're going to rule this, Tony, because he was on the field. I don't know if any of the umpires called timeout. The pitch was a strike. It should be strike three. But Nick Prado immediately held up his hands as though to say, is that even a pitch? And they're going to call a strike three. The crew chief, Alfonso Marquez, <laughs> signals strike three. And that'll do it. The Padres win this ballgame 4-0. A very weird ending to otherwise a very good and clean game here tonight for the San Diego Padres as they do win it by the final score of 4-0 to take this series opener. Michael Waka, seven scoreless innings, just one hit allowed. Nick Martinez, two scoreless innings of relief. He gave up just one hit, struck out two. Again, a career-high 11 strikeouts for Michael Waka, who picked up his fourth win. We'll get more into his outing, what he's done as of late. He continues to be very, very good. Brad Keller took the loss, ups to three and four. And again, the final totals here tonight for Kansas City. No runs, two hits, one error. And for San Diego, four runs, five hits, and no errors. Kansas City drops to 12 and 31. Padres now two games below 500. They improved to 20 and 22. Let's go down towards the clubhouse here at Pepco Park and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Let's take a trip down to the Padres Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sin Lee Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Sin Lee Food, 4665 El Cajon Boulevard. The Cook's Asian Resource. Bob, first of all, Michael Walker. Just what did you think of him and how did you know? How early did you know he was kind of in that zone? Uh, well, he was getting a lot of swings and misses early on, and when he's striking guys out and he's you know, throwing the ball over the plate, keeping him off balance, had a good fastball at the top at times too, good breaking ball, throwing some cutters, had him really off balance today. So, you know, it was early on you, you had a pretty good idea that he was going to pitch a good game. A little uncomfortable there with sending him back out for the eighth, but um, obviously we were going hitter to hitter with him. What was that conversation like? Did he have to lobby for it? Uh, I'll keep it private. You know, he's been one out of way twice in his career. So talked a little bit about what might the eighth look like and not really the ninth at that point. What do you know about Manny and his hand? Yeah, no, we had an x-ray, so there's nothing broken in there. Got hit him on the top of the hand. Might have got a nerve or something like that. For him to come out of a game, it's, it can't feel too terribly good. He's got quite the pain tolerance. So um, he got a lot of treatment. We'll see how he is tomorrow. Offense did enough to get the win. You still also left quite a few guys on base. How, how did you think of the offense overall? I, you know what, we were we you know were very aware of what the strike zone was early on, and you know not trying to do too much, take some pitches, get on base. You know, Toddy gets hit, drives in a run. Kim gets hit, drives in a run. We left some guys out there, but progress. What can you take from that? In that you you let that pitcher do what he did and manufactured some. Runs. Right, and, and it, you know, at this point in time, guys want to be the guy to get up there and get a hit, right? So to be patient, understanding of what we were looking at at the time and knowing that we could get some traffic out there, um, you know, watching some pitches, yeah, I think w w was a good sign for us. How enjoyable is it to watch uh, a guy like Michael Walker throw? Because he has to be a certain way to be that right. dominant. How yeah, he's not gonna. He's not throwing 98 miles an hour out there, and he's striking out 11 guys. So he's really fine, you know. Off speed, the changeup's always a great pitch for him in any count. But I thought he elevated, and you know, he pitched up and down really well tonight too. He had a probably as good a curveball at times as we've seen, and a cutter just enough to kind of get the 
you know, the lefties off there and, and some move one away from a righty. So he pitches a little bit differently than you see some guys nowadays, but obviously very effective. And if you looked at the line, you would think he was a power pitcher throwing, you know, upper 90s. How much do you personally agonize over a pitch count versus a no-hitter? A lot. A, a lot. Well, you know, and then there's a history with him, too. I mean, he's, you know, he's had some injuries, and you have to be cognizant of that. And so, yes, it's everybody else has a great time. I, I, I don't. And my starting pitchers were giving me a little bit of a hard time because they were having a good time with it, but they knew I was not. <clears throat> All right. Well, Bob, did you do anything superstition-wise during the game, like not moving, something like that? Well, it was cold, and I didn't put a put a sweatshirt on or a jacket on. That was kind of my superstition for the night. That was Bob Melvin from the Padres Clubhouse here at Petco Park as the Padres win it 4 nothing against the Kansas City Royals. Michael Waka, seven scoreless innings, took a no-hitter into the eighth inning in this game. A lot of good stuff there from Bob Melvin. I'll tell you what, it's something I didn't even think about during the game here tonight, but when Bob Melvin went to take out Michael Waka in the eighth inning, that's right, he had his jersey on still. You could see his number three on his back which typically later in the game yeah bob melvin typically has a sweatshirt on a jacket on that was a that was a great question by dennis lynn of the athletic asking about the superstitions i i didn't even think about that during the game but uh, that was uh, a lot of fun to hear uh good news in this one uh manny machado came out of this game and i should have mentioned this during the uh, recap earlier uh when i said manny got hit by a pitch he would come out of this game pinch hit uh uh by a Rugnet Odor in the fourth inning and uh, the good news is that according to Bob Melvin there nothing broken in that left hand for Manny Machado he got hit by the pitch right on that left hand and uh, you heard Bob Melvin say that the the Padres did uh, uh, take some x-rays on uh, Manny Machado nothing broken so that's good news because I'll be honest with you we know with Manny his pain tolerance his ability to fight through injuries is really really high i mean we learned that last year alone with the ankle injury when he came out of the game i'll be honest i was i was a little bit concerned because i said to myself probably like many of you said to yourselves you know manny doesn't come out very often but uh th- that's good to hear we'll see what the uh, uh what the diagnosis is on manny uh tomorrow in the days moving forward but certainly uh, negative results on the x-ray that's uh, very very good to hear and you obviously heard Bob Melvin talk a lot about there uh, Michael Waka and about the process of uh, deciding whether Waka would go out uh, for the eighth inning and continue on in this game and I had no idea I'm gonna have to go look this up I did not know that Michael Waka's come one out away a couple of times I have to go look up uh, when those were now but uh, Michael Waka regardless of no hitter or no no hitter uh, here tonight he was absolutely excellent in this game on a night where the Padres really really needed a performance like this coming in on a five-game losing streak trying to bounce back after that rough series in LA and Michael Waka was everything the Padres could have asked for here tonight speaking of Michael Waka I caught up with him on the field right after the game we'll play that for you when we come back we'll also play some of, of uh, Bob Melvin's comments again for you continue to recap this one take your phone calls and more again the final score in this series opener against Kansas City the Padres four and the Royals nothing our post-game coverage continues after this on the Padres radio network 
Padres win this series opener against the Kansas City Royals by a final of four to nothing on this Monday evening here at Petco Park. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the Western Metal Building in downtown San Diego. Overlook Co Park, another tremendous crowd here tonight. The 14th sellout already here at Petco Park this season in only 20 openings. 43,828 the attendance here tonight, and they had a lot to cheer about, especially from the work of Michael Waka. I'll tell you what, in the eighth inning when Michael Waka came off the mound after allowing his first hit, the base hit to Michael Massey to begin the eighth inning, it was an absolutely thunderous ovation from 43,000 plus here at Petco Park and when you consider it was a Monday night against the Royals no disrespect to the Royals but they are sitting at 12 and 31 on the year yes it was Manny Machado bobblehead night but the crowd again and you know I, I don't just say this because I'm talking here in San Diego into a bunch of Padres fans I mean it was outstanding again here tonight and uh, the crowd the way they roared for Michael Waka coming off the field it was goosebump inducing uh, if you will the way uh, this crowd supported Michael Waka and showed their support for him uh, when he came off the field here tonight Michael Waka once again in case you're just joining us a career high 11 strikeouts seven innings no earned runs given up just one hit allowed it came in the eighth inning walked one on 103 pitches i caught up with michael waka right after the game first i asked him about coming off the field as the crowd roared here in downtown san diego what were his emotions no it was uh it was just a lot of fun really you know uh the emotions were you know, wish I could have kept it rolling there and not giving up a hit, but nonetheless, I was I was glad to give a, give the team a good start and uh, you know have to have the fans something to cheer about there. Outstanding performance. You threw the changeup a lot here tonight. What worked so well in setting up that pitch? Yeah, no, I think uh, whenever it's right, I can throw it in any count um, and almost kind of tell them it's coming at times, and uh, it's still effective. But uh, I thought it played well off of my other stuff with with how everything was coming out with the fastball going both sides of the plate up down and uh, was able to keep them off balance with Nola back there. Great defense behind you tonight. Jake Cronenworth made an outstanding play to end the sixth inning. How much of a role did the defense behind you tonight play in the success you had? No, it's huge. Uh, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a guy that tries to fill up the zone and let the defense play behind me. You know, I had a little bit more swing and miss tonight, but uh, those guys, uh, I like whenever they're on their toes and ready to ready to work because that's whenever I'm at my best is filling it up and letting the defense play behind me and getting getting strikeouts whenever I need to. Finally, you mentioned the swing and miss, career high in strikeouts. Why do you feel like you were able to get so much swing and miss here tonight? Uh, I just felt felt like we were able to keep them off balance. Me and Knowles had a good game plan coming in on how to attack these guys, and uh, it went well. We were able to keep them off balance, get ahead, and uh, we're able to put them away. Michael, congratulations on an outstanding performance. Thanks so much. Thank you very much. That was Michael Waka from down on the field earlier tonight. What a performance by Michael Waka. Seven scoreless innings, worked his way into the eighth inning, gave up his first hit with the leadoff man, Michael Massey, in the eighth inning. He brought a no-hitter into the eighth inning, a night to remember for Michael Waka. Uh, we take a look at how he broke down his outing tonight as far as pitches used. And you heard me say there, he threw the change up. Now, we know Michael Waka coming into this outing on the season 
throws the changeup a lot. In fact, coming into tonight's outing, the four-seam fastball at 32.2%, the changeup at 30.2%. So he's thrown the four-seamer and the changeup nearly equal so far this year. Here tonight, Waka, 36% changeup, 28% four-seam fastball, 13% sinker, 13% cutter, 11% curveball, 103 pitches total. And you heard me mention the swing and miss. He had a 40% whiff percentage, so 25 swings, 10 swings and misses on that changeup here tonight. I mean, you could just tell, and if you were at the ball game here tonight, watching on TV, hopefully listening on the radio here on 97.3 The Fan, you could just tell early on how off balance Michael Waka had this Kansas City lineup. It was very clear from the opening couple of innings. It really, really was. I mean, off balance, leaning, waving and missing. I thought this was just an outstanding, dominant outing for Michael Waka. And obviously, the numbers uh, back up exactly that. Seven scoreless innings took a no-hitter into the eighth inning before allowing that one single to Michael Massey, the only hit that Michael Waka would allow in this game here tonight. I probably gave it all away already, but why not? Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing today? Let's find out who's today's ace pitcher of the game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. Right-handers 0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. On the curveball again and place it even better than the previous one, Tony. It's always a good thing for the pitcher to be throwing something completely different than what the hitter's thinking. 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss, strike three. A new career high for Michael Walker. 11 strikeouts on the night, two down in the seventh. 0-2 pitch. Ground ball to the left side. Fielded by Hassan Kim. Cross the diamond in time, and that'll do it. Another 1-2-3 inning for Michael Walker. He has been outstanding tonight. A career-high 11 strikeouts for Michael Waka. He had struck out 10 three times in his career entering this game, including on April 8th of this season at Atlanta when he went six innings in that game in Atlanta. But a career-high 11 strikeouts here tonight. A masterful performance from Michael Waka. Seven-plus scoreless innings. And again, took that no-hitter into the eighth inning. He is no doubt here tonight our ace pitcher of the game. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Great to have you with us on this Monday evening. We will take some of your phone calls coming up here in a little bit. Phone number to call is always 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number 833-288-0973. Before we get to your phone calls and much more about this game, let's take a look at some of the players that went deep around the major leagues today. Which players went deep tonight? This is our MLB Home Run Tally, presented by Mr. Moto Pizza, bringing back the old New York pizzeria experience with fresh, funky, thin crest gourmet pies and the original stuffed knots. With eight locations in San Diego, find your favorite at MrMotoPizza.com. We take a look at the home run hitters here tonight on our Home Run Tally. Geraldo Perdomo, Lourdes Gurriel Jr. had home runs for Arizona. 
for Atlanta, Kevin Pillar, Ronald Acuna Jr., Orlando Arcia, Austin Riley, and Marcelo Zuna all went deep. For Baltimore, Adam Frazier, Anthony Santander, and Cedric Mullins had home runs for the Orioles. Christopher Morell, a three-run home run for the Cubs today. For Colorado, Mike Moustakis, a solo home run. Brenton Doyle, a two-run home run for the Rockies. Alex Bregman, a two-run shot for the Houston Astros today. For the Angels, Chad Wallach and Shohei Otani went deep. Otani, a three-run home run. For the Dodgers, Will Smith, a two-run homer. Max Muncy, a couple of home runs, including a solo shot and a two-run home run. For Minnesota, Jorge Polanco, a solo home run. Trevor Larnick, a three-run home run for the Twins. Aaron Judge had a couple of solo home runs for the Yankees today. Willie Calhoun, a two-run home run for the Yankees as well. Jace Peterson, a solo home run for Oakland. For the Phillies, Alec Bohm, a two-run home run. For the Giants, Michael Conforto hit a three-run home run. For Seattle, Cal Raleigh had a couple of two-run home runs. Eugenio Suarez, a two-run home run for the Mariners as well. For the Cardinals, Nolan Arenado, Tommy Edmond, Nolan Gorman, and Andrew Kisner all had home runs, including a grand slam. For Andrew Kisner, Cardinals are playing a lot better as of late. And for Washington, C.J. Abrams had a solo home run in the Nationals' win against the New York Mets. We'll have a full look at the out-of-town scoreboard coming up later in our post-game show, so stay tuned for that. We'll talk about those home runs again and also get you up to speed on all the scores around the major leagues. When we come back on the Padres Radio Network, we will start taking some of your phone calls. Phone number to call, as always, on our post-game show from Petco Park. 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. The number to call if you would rather get involved on social media. You can do that, as always, by tweeting at me at 97.3thefansd or my Twitter, SammyLev, S-A-M-M-Y, L-E-V. On Instagram, you can send me a message at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. For the TikTok community out there, you can send me a message on there as well. Sammy Levitt, so S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V, and add the I-T-T. Send me a message. Let me know your thoughts about this game, about Michael Walker's performance. Uh, if you were at the game here tonight, would love to hear from you. I thought this crowd was outstanding here tonight. And I'll tell you, I, I thought really not kidding one of the one of the real great moments in this ballpark this season was when Michael Waka came off the mound in that eighth inning I thought the ovation was tremendous Waka acknowledged the crowd I just I thought it was a really good crowd here tonight and the way they responded to Michael Waka as well before I go I suppose if there was one thing in this game that you would like to see better unfortunately and you probably know what I'm going to say the Padres offense could have done more in this game. Only four runs on five hits, and they had 10 walks in this game, including eight by the starting pitcher, Brad Keller. I mean, they had so much traffic on the bases through the first four innings especially, and they only got three runs against Brad Keller. Keller was all over the place in this game, and then the Padres really couldn't do much against the Kansas City bullpen, Castillo, Stalmont, and Taylor, and all in all, it was only four runs on five hits, and as far as runners in scoring position, the Padres went two for nine. They left 11 on base, so while this was a great win, and I'm not trying to pour cold water on it at all, because the story tonight was Michael Waka, how good he was. You won the game. Look, bottom line, Padres needed to win here tonight after that weekend in L.A. 
But offensively, you still want to see some improvement cashing in when you have opportunities, certainly, because you would imagine 10 walks, all the guys the Padres had on base, they left 11 on. The grand total of runs against this Royals team should be more than four. That's the only part of this game where you would have liked better. We'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network, come back with your phone calls and more. We'll also play you back some of the thoughts from Bob Melvin from the post-game press conference earlier. Again, the final score in this series opener here in downtown San Diego. Padres 4, Royals nothing on the Padres Radio Network. Our post-game show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Again, the final score here tonight, the Padres 4 and the Kansas City Royals nothing. Final totals for San Diego, four runs, five hits, no errors, and 11 left on. For the Royals, no runs, two hits, one error, and four left on. Royals did not have a base hit in this game until the eighth inning. They had one in the eighth inning and one in the ninth inning against Nick Martinez. But aside from that, the Padres pitching was absolutely outstanding here tonight. The main storyline again, Michael Waka, seven-plus scoreless innings. And I say plus because he he worked into the eighth inning, took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. Michael Massey hit a base hit, line drive into right field, broke up the no-hit bid. And then Waka came out right after that. But he was absolutely outstanding here tonight. 11 strikeouts, a career high. Just outstanding work for Michael Waka. Um, let's be honest, the night where the Padres really, really needed it. After such a rough road trip, after such a rough weekend in L.A., the Padres, I, I don't care how they did it here tonight, they needed a win, especially against the Royals team that came in with the second-worst record in all of baseball. That's why, look, we talked about it right for the break. Issues with runners in scoring position again here tonight. Padres went two for nine. They left 11 on base. They drew 10 walks, but they only scored four runs on five hits. You know, offense left something to be desired here tonight once again, but the Padres needed to win this game. So from that perspective, I don't totally, I don't want to say I don't care, but Tonight, I, I'm just focused on the win. And it's something I said earlier. I appeared on uh, our morning show, Ben and Woods, earlier here on 97.3 The Fan. And one of the things I said was, Padres just need to focus on one game at a time right now in, in mid-May. And not worry about this series. Not worry about the homestand. Not worry about making up the seven games on the Dodgers yet. They need to focus on winning games, turning this offense around, and doing it one game at a time as cliche as that sounds and here tonight were they perfect in all facets no but you got a big win for nothing over the kansas city royals uh, behind just a tremendous performance here tonight by michael waka uh have some instagram messages coming in uh rich says a great game here tonight michael waka simply outstanding rich i absolutely agree uh stephanie uh instagram messaging saying uh stephanie's mom uh well stephanie's saying my mom and i went by to wave hi to you pregame awesome to see waka pitch that game uh stephanie uh great to see you and your mom uh, earlier today and uh, thank you for coming and saying hello. As always, you can come say hi to me in the Western Metal Building here inside the loft. Uh, I get a chance to meet so many of you each and every day here at Petco Park 
it, it really is a pleasure. really is. All right, we'll get to some of your phone calls here coming up in a little bit. 833-288-0973. Again, the phone number, 833-288-0973. We'll also play you back some of Bob Melvin's postgame comments after this one. So all of that is coming up here in just a little bit. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank, providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit SanDiegoFoodBank.org. Our relief pitcher of the game here tonight, just like we said, Michael Waka, no doubt, was our ace pitcher of the game. No doubt here tonight, Nick Martinez, our relief pitcher of the game for the Padres. Not only did Nick Martinez throw two scoreless innings in this game, but he threw 20 pitches, 19 for strikes. 19 strikes, one ball. Two scoreless innings, didn't give up a base hit in the ninth inning. That was no big deal. Nick Martinez, more excellent work out of the Padres' bullpen, and he is our relief pitcher of the game. So between Waka and Martinez, they hold the Kansas City Royals to just two hits here tonight. Just terrific work by Waka and then Martinez. And as a reliever now, Nick Martinez, in eight outings since going to the bullpen this season, a 0-6-6 ERA. So he has picked up right where he left off a year ago when he was so valuable to this Padres bullpen. An 0-6 ERA in eight appearances, 13 and two-thirds innings, just seven hits given up, one earned run allowed. He struck out 16 in those 13-plus innings. We've said it many times, Nick Martinez is such an important weapon to have in that bullpen. We know he may uh, go back to the starting rotation at some point this season, but for now... I mean, he's just picked up right where he left off a year ago when he was so important in the Padres' bullpen. Did it again here tonight. Two scoreless innings and a sub-1 ERA now uh, on the year as a reliever. After, uh, by the way, his final start was excellent. Seven scoreless innings and then goes to the bullpen and uh, continues some terrific work. Again, we'll play you those clips again from Bob Melvin coming up. I do want to get some of your phone calls, though, because we do have people that have been waiting on hold for a little bit. Phone number to call again, 833-288-0973. Let's lead things off today with Jay, who's calling in from El Cajon. Hi, Jay. Welcome to the post-game show on the Padres Radio Network with Sam Levitt. How are you? Sammy, I'm good. Yourself, man? Doing well. Saw a good ball game here tonight. Great crowd. A lot of fun here at Petco Park. I would agree. Joe, would you agree? Yes, I would agree. Dude, you know what? Anytime you can go two pitchers in a ball game, it's a good ball game. However, I'm going to be a little harsh tonight. The offense... Okay. Man, that should have been a 10 nothing game. You, you're playing mm. the second-worst team in baseball. We need to start producing runs, and we're not going to hang with those top teams. Mm. Now, that said, yeah, Waka, amazing tonight. Pitching great. I cannot believe they let him start the eighth inning, and I wish they hadn't because he gave up that base hit, and he would have had a one-hitter. Uh, but, you know, like you said, Martinez came in, shut it down with six outs. Yeah. Fantastic pitching performance from those guys. Um, all in all, I was worried there. When Manny got hit with that pitch with the bases loaded, uh, you know, that's tough to watch and, um, just hope he's okay from the post game. It sounded like it wasn't anything serious, just, you know, precautionary, but, uh, you know, you see 13 go down and come out of the game. You, you think the worst. So glad to see that, but yeah, 
you're absolutely right. After a five-game slide, losing two to Minnesota and three to L.A. in L.A., got to come home and get a win. So we should definitely sweep this series. I feel like uh, we're on the right track with this lineup. We just got to find the right combination and get those guys across the plate. Joe, you got anything else to add, bud? Uh, Nick Martinez, way to close it out, was really happy. He just came in and started gunning in there. I was really happy about that. Joe's a big All 2 right. fan, Sam. all right great stuff from uh jay and uh jay and company uh from uh, el cajon guys appreciate the call look i I agree with you on the offense and again i'm not trying to pour any cold water on what was a nice win here tonight certainly the pitching was the story but you're right i mean 10 walks in this game they had so much traffic on the bases especially early you would have loved to see the Padres score more than four runs on five hits here tonight you know, we'll, we'll take it, and we'll see what happens tomorrow with the offense. But, uh, look, I, I think that certainly is a fair takeaway from this game. The Padres could have scored a lot more. We'll see if they can uh, cash in a little bit more when they have scoring opportunities tomorrow. Uh, you heard Jay there mention Manny Machado, and Manny got hit by a pitch in the second inning with the bases loaded, brought in a run, and Machado picked up an RBI on it, got hit in what appeared to be the, the the back of his left hand, stayed in the game, then went back out for the top of the third and uh, the top of the fourth inning, played defense, but then Rugnet Odor pinch hit for him, in the fourth inning uh so that of course raised my eyebrows and i'm sure your eyebrows as well because man he just doesn't come out of games and he he just he's not a guy who comes out due to injury very often as we know he's a, a very very tough player here was bob melvin after the game giving an update on the status of manny machado we had an x-ray so there's nothing broken in there got hit him on the top of the hand might have got a nerve or something like that for him to come out of a game it's, it can't feel too terribly good. He's got quite the pain tolerance, so um, we got a lot of treatment. We'll see how he is tomorrow. So that was Bob Melvin on Manny Machado. That is certainly good news. Nothing broken. We'll see uh, what the status is for Manny tomorrow. I mean, would anybody be surprised if he's in the lineup tomorrow? No. Um, certainly it was bad enough uh, today where he had to come out, which is certainly unusual for Manny. Um, but we'll see tomorrow if the, if the worst thing that happens is that Manny has to miss a game or two, certainly a better scenario than if he, uh, you know, had had different results on the x-ray or something like that. So look, all in all good news that uh, the x-ray results were good for Manny Machado. And I'm sure we'll uh, get an update on that tomorrow. Let's continue on the phones. We go to Mary who's calling in from Del Mar. Hi, Mary. Hi, how are you? I'm doing well, Mary. How are you doing? Yeah. I don't know if you remember, but I did stop you at Peoria on one of the, I think it was the last Peoria game right before they had to head over to play the Angels. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to uh, just touch base. I think a couple things. One is I feel like they played the Dodgers too soon, too close together while we're trying to uh, jive. And secondly, thank God we don't see them till August again. And I also think with all the rookies that they have in play, they were able to manage the new rules because there are new rules for the majors, but not for the minors. Mm. And that didn't probably help. But not to say that our players are not competent. And I think that's what we've been seeing on social media lately, which, you know, I'm not crazy about. 
and then here we go with um, we knew I think with the Royals I think we can ace this easily and we can show and shine and I'm not surprised at all but back to Waka we either complain about pitchers or we complain about offense we complain about defense I think all in all like you said and I love your energy about it that we were able to come through on all cylinders today Mm. Mary appreciate the call thank you very much uh, for listening and thank you for saying hi in Peoria as well I had a a wonderful time at spring training this year uh, throughout my six weeks there and met a lot of uh, great fans and great listeners so Mary appreciate the call a couple of things on what you said there look at with the new rules, like it's been an adjustment for everybody. Maybe there's a little bit of truth to if you have a younger team that they're more adjusted to it because they've been doing it in the minor leagues for longer. I mean, I don't know, to be honest with you, Mary, because you look at the Kansas City Royals. I mean, I I understand it's a different situation, but they've got, for the most part, a very young team, and they're sitting at 12 and 31. And the bottom line is that everybody's had to adjust to it. And, um, look, we, we know that – not just the Padres, but a lot of players on a lot of teams have had trouble adjusting to it. I mean, if you if you saw that situation with uh, Kenley Jansen, uh, I think it was yesterday with the Red Sox uh, uh, and the Cardinals, or was it Saturday? Saturday or Sunday, I can't remember now. Um, you know, Kenley Jansen is somebody, just for an example, a closer who used to work really slowly that has really had to speed up with the pitch clock and then even he was a little confused on certain rules, um, you know, a month and a half into the season the other day. You know, even though he's been somebody who's really had to adjust because of the new rules. We know it's been an adjustment for guys, but I think we're at the point now, a month and a half in, where, you know, that, that you know, it, it is what it is. And I don't think any guy in, in really any clubhouse is going to you know, use that as an excuse at this point. Um, Maybe there is some truth to playing the Dodgers a little bit too soon back-to-back. I'm not sure. I did want to comment on one thing you said about the pitching. I mean, and I've said it before, and I know the bullpens had some shaky spots here and there, but we've talked about it at length. I mean, the pitching has has really not been an issue. I mean, tonight, just to, to so everybody knows, tonight, was the 10th quality start the Padres have received in the last 13 games, including Michael Waka's outing here tonight. 10 quality starts in 13 games. I mean, just, just and I'm just going to read off the run totals of what the Padres have given up lately. No runs here tonight, four runs in L.A. in all three games. We talked about it yesterday. You know, the pitching staff holding that Dodger lineup to four runs apiece in every game. You'll take that, I think. Um you know, Minnesota five runs, then four runs, then one run, then, you know, the Sunday game against the Dodgers, one run until the ninth inning, two runs the day before. My point being, um, you know, if you look at the starting pitching and you look at the overall ERA during the month of May, the Padres came into today with the third lowest team ERA in the month of May. Um, I'd have to update you on the stats for that. So give me a moment as to where the Padres stand right now in the month of May because it is something I've been keeping an eye on. Yeah, how about this? Just to tell you how good overall, and it's one number, but just to tell you how good overall the pitching has been in May, which is now a half a month, 13 games, 5-8 and eight with a 2-4-1 ERA. I mean, uh, well, the 5-8... and eight. <laughs> You'd like to be better, but I should have presented that better. A 2-4-1 ERA in 13 games. 
That is the lowest team ERA in baseball. Again, to be clear, 2-4-1 ERA as a team, as a pitching staff, in 13 games in the month of May. That's the lowest team ERA in Major League Baseball. So just by that number, I mean, the pitching's been very, very good. You would like the win and loss records to obviously be better, and a lot of that has to do with uh, some of the offensive issues. But the pitching and, and the starting pitching and Michael Waka especially as of late, has been really, really effective. And I'll give you some more numbers uh, on Michael Waka coming up a little bit later. All right, um, what do we want to do here? Let's continue on the phones. We go to Kathy, who uh, was at the game here tonight. I know this because Kathy came by and said hello after the game as I was uh, beginning my post-game show. Hi, Kathy. Hey, Sammy. It was cracking me up because I can't believe that you're able to concentrate with all that noise going on. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's uh, I'll tell you what, I think when people come inside the loft and, and, you know, every day is a little bit different. Like I I always know a giveaway night, a bobblehead night, (laughs) pregame here, especially it's very, very crowded. Now it's great. I'm, I'm super happy. It's crowded. I get to see everybody. They say hello to me. But uh, you are not the first person to say that, or uh, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here, but marvel at uh, at uh, how I concentrate amidst uh, the noise here in the loft. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty funny. Um, it's so funny how you're saying that we have the best ERA on pitchers, and then we also have the worst hitting average with runners in scoring position. So, yeah. see, what do we need to work on there, so... Hopefully, yeah. this will come turn it around. Yeah, hopefully. Um, you're hoping, you know, about that with the runners in scoring position. And, Kathy, appreciate the call. Great seeing you here tonight. I, I said it earlier today on the station, and, you know, it- it's one of those things where it's sort of a, you know, with the pitching side of things, like a glass half full, glass half empty view. Like, obviously, you're really happy that the pitching's been very solid, for the most part, you're a little disappointed that the Padres haven't won more of the games while the pitching's been solid. So I guess the ha- the glass half full view is, hey, the pitching's been great. And if you just get the, the offense clicking on all cylinders, you should win a lot of games. The glass half empty view of it would be, well, I hope when the offense gets clicking that the pitching is still as good. Obviously, you can't worry about that in, until uh, you play the games here. And you hope that the pitching continues to be very good, at least tonight, between what Waka did and certainly what Martinez did in the bullpen as well. It was uh, very, very good. All right, we'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. I also do want to play some more Bob Melvin clips for you as well coming up here in just a little bit. But first, let's tell you, and this will be no secret here tonight, I think you know who it is already, but let's tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit valleyviewcasino.com today. Our player of the game here tonight, again, no doubt, Michael Waka. Seven scoreless innings, one hit allowed, took a no-hitter into the eighth inning, and put on a show. Dominant performance here at Petco Park tonight. And it has to be Michael Waka in tonight's game. He was uh, just excellent, just an outstanding performance. One of the best the Padres, maybe the best the Padres have had all year long. Probably was. 
11 strikeouts, career high for Michael Waka. Certainly tonight, our player of the game in this 4 to nothing win. All right, we'll step aside here on the Padres Radio Network. When we come back, we'll squeeze in any more phone calls. If you have them, 833-288-0973, the phone number to call if you want to get involved. I'm also taking your tweets at 973thefansd. Or on my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. You can also send me a message on Instagram, Sammy Lev there as well. Would love to hear from you either via social media or on the phones. And when we come back, we'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard, and I also will play you some additional uh, clips from Bob Melvin's post-game press conference in case you missed it earlier. So we'll do those two things, and we'll also uh, squeeze in your comments and phone calls as well. Final score, Padres 4, Royals nothing. Our post-game show continues when we come back on the Padres Radio Network. Padres win it here tonight by a final score of four to nothing over the Kansas City Royals. Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. What a night here at Petco Park. A sold-out crowd, the 14th sellout in 20 openings here in downtown San Diego, 43,000 plus, and they watched Michael Waka put on an absolute show seven scoreless innings took a no hitter into the eighth inning gave up his first hit of the night on a base hit to begin the eighth inning then came out of the game but he was simply wonderful in this game here tonight waka going seven plus scoreless innings no earned runs one hit a career high 11 strikeouts on 100 and three pitches we'll take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard in just a moment we'll also squeeze in your phone calls if you want to get them in 833-288-0973 the phone number to call before we get to all of that i do want to play you back some of the clips from bob melvin's post-game press conference in case you missed it earlier here on the post-game show uh, we've got frank marchese back in the studio doing a great job cutting up the clips and posting to the inside san diego baseball podcast and uh working on our out-of-town scoreboard excellent work by frank and uh, i'm gonna try to make this easy on frank with the clips uh frank let's play uh the clip uh, melvin says the offense made progress we're very aware of what the strike zone was early on and you know not trying to do too much take some pitches get on base you know toddy gets hit drives in a run kim gets hit drives in a run we left some guys out there but progress all right progress and uh, the padres look did have their uh, issues with runners in scoring position again here tonight two for nine uh, in those situations they left 11 on base they drew 10 walks eight of those came before the fourth inning was over could have scored more, no doubt about that. But like I said here tonight, I won't harp on the offense too much. Hopefully uh, the, the progress uh, uh, takes another step uh, in the right direction tomorrow. Uh, here was Bob Melvin talking about how he doesn't enjoy the no-hitter decision to keep the pitcher in or to take him out as a manager. You know, and then there's a history with him too. I mean, he's, you know, he's had some injuries, and you have to be cognizant of that. And so, yes, it's everybody else has a great time. I, I, I don't. And my starting pitchers were giving me a little bit of a hard time because they were having a good time with it, but they knew I was not. 
Yeah, Bob Melvin not enjoying uh, <laughs> the process and decision uh, to have to figure out what to do with Michael Waka in that situation. Here was Bob Melvin on what Waka said to go out and pitch the eighth inning. I'll keep it private. You know, he's been one out of way twice in his career. So talked a little bit about what might the eighth look like and not really the ninth at that point. So uh, Michael Waka convincing uh, Bob Melvin to let him go back out. Now, Waka gave up the base hit to begin the eighth inning. So Waka ends up throwing 103 pitches, nothing crazy. So I guess if you want a silver lining out of his outing here tonight or the way it ended with giving up the base hit, it's uh, that Bob Melvin wasn't faced with any further tough decisions about uh, how long Michael Waka could go. I love this answer. This was Bob Melvin on his superstition as Waka's no-hit bid continued. Well, it was cold, and I didn't put a, put a sweatshirt on or a jacket on. That was kind of my superstition for the night. And like I said earlier, I, I actually noticed it, but it didn't really register in my brain because when when uh, Bob Melvin went to take Waka out, I do remember looking down and seeing Bob walk to the mound and seeing his jersey still on and the number three on his back. And it didn't really dawn on me that that is kind of odd because typically, you know, maybe not always, but I feel like Bob Melvin typically puts on a jacket or a sweatshirt at some point uh, during the game, especially as it gets cooler as the night goes on. Uh, but he did not have it on, and we were pretty uh, late in the game there. So uh, that was Bob Melvin uh, on uh, if he if he took any uh, superstitious uh, moves there uh, as uh, Michael Walker's no-hit bid continued on. Again, the Padres win this game by a final score of 4 to nothing as they snap a five-game losing skid. Before we get out of here tonight, let's take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you need to know from across the country. This is the Out of Town Scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since 1958. We take a look at the Out of Town Scoreboard here tonight. The Washington Nationals beat the New York Mets earlier today 10-3. Former Padre C.J. Abrams hit a solo home run in that game. Joey Manessis was 4-5 for five with a couple of doubles and four RBIs. The Angels beat the Orioles 9-5 in Baltimore, including a long home run from Shohei Otani. Here's the pitch on Shohei, swings and hits a high drive, well hit into right center field, and that ball is way out of here. Shohei Otani connects a three-run homer, and the Angels have taken a 7-4 lead here in the fourth. No doubter, it's showtime. Showtime indeed. Terry Smith on KLAA in Anaheim as the Angels beat the Orioles 9-5. Yankees beat the Blue Jays 7-4. In Toronto, Aaron Judge had a couple of home runs in the game. Anthony Rizzo also an RBI double in that one. Seattle beat Boston 10-1 at Fenway Park. Cal Raleigh, a two-run home run. He had two of them, one in the fifth inning, one in the sixth inning. Eugenio Suarez, a two-run home run in the eighth inning. St. Louis beat up on Milwaukee, and I mean beat up on the Brewers. They beat Milwaukee 18-1 to today. Nolan Arenado, a three-run home run. Andrew Kisner, a grand slam, capping a 10-run bottom of the eighth inning. Don't look now. The Cardinals are playing a lot better. They beat Milwaukee today 18-1. to 
The Braves beat the Rangers 12-0 in Texas. Marcel Ozuna went deep. 3-1 smashed. Deep left field. Later, Tater. Way out of here. Two-run homer for Marcelo Zuna, and it's the fifth two-run home run of the night for the Braves. And it's 12-0 here in the night. That call on 680 AM in Atlanta as the Braves beat the Rangers 12-0. Other scores, Astros beat the Cubs 6-4 in Houston. Jose Abreu had a two-run double in that game. Alex Bregman, a two-run home run. Rockies beat the Reds 9-8 in Colorado. Charlie Blackman had a two-run triple in that game. Harold Castro also a go-ahead two-run home run. Diamondbacks beat the A's 5-2 in Oakland. Geraldo Perdomo, a two-run home run. Lourdes Gurriel Jr. also hit a two-run home run. Giants beat the Phillies in San Francisco 6-3. Michael Conforto, a three-run home run uh, in that one. And we do have one game still going on right now. The Twins and the Dodgers are tied at eight in the bottom of the 11th inning. Byron Buxton had a game-tying RBI double in the ninth inning to make it 7-7. Christian Vasquez then had a go-ahead walk with the bases loaded in the 10th inning to make it 8-7. And J.D. Martinez, a game-tying RBI single in the bottom of the 10th inning to make it 8-8. And they are still tied at 8-8 in the 11th inning in L.A. So if you're a Padres fan, obviously... You are rooting for the Minnesota Twins right now. Just double-checking here. Yeah, they're still tied at 8-8 in the 11th inning. So uh, if there's any update on that score, we will uh, tell you uh, before we get off the air. But uh, certainly, Padres, just to just to uh, wrap it up for you, the Padres, if the Dodgers were to lose that game, would pick up a game. There would be six games out of first place in the NL West. And then uh, if the Dodgers do win, everything stays the same. Padres would remain seven games out in the National League West. Michael Waka, again, the big story in this game here today. One final note on Michael Waka as he goes seven-plus scoreless innings in this game. One hit allowed, took a no-hitter into the eighth inning. One walk, a career-high 11 strikeouts on 103 pitches. It was Waka's third career game in which he's gone seven or more innings with one hit allowed, and it's his first time going that length with one hit allowed since 2018. And Michael Waka has been really, really good as of late. We said it during the pregame show. Waka, in his last three outings, entering this one, had a 2-1-2 ERA in 17 innings. So I would love to tell you before we get off the air what his ERA is in the last um, in the last four outings is and if you'll give me a moment here I will tell you I know this isn't necessarily great radio as I look this up and I try to just uh, look this up uh, with what his uh, ERA would be I'm going to try my best here bear with me for a moment I promise it will be worth it I promise April 26th you select that Oh, no, I think I messed it up. No, I I picked March 26th. Okay, this is not great radio. I understand. I'm trying to get this number for you. Uh Uh-oh, it doesn't appear to really be working here. Let me try one more time. I got it. I got it. All right, here we go. Last four starts for Michael Waka. He has a 1-5 OERA in his last four starts. 24 innings, four earned runs given up, just 10 hits allowed, striking out 23 and walking seven. 
He's been really, really good as of late, Michael Waka, and he had his finest outing as a Padre here tonight, no doubt about it, taking a no-hitter into the eighth inning. So he was uh, simply terrific in this game and has been uh, terrific as of late for this Padres rotation. And like I said earlier, it was uh, the 10th quality start in 13 games for the Padres. They have had really good starting pitching as of late. Taking a look ahead to tomorrow. First pitch tomorrow at 6.40 p.m., same time, same place as today. Our pregame coverage begins at 5.40 here inside the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. Pitching matchup tomorrow on the mound for the Padres, right-hander Seth Lugo, and on the mound for Kansas City, right-hander Brady Singer. And then these two teams will wrap up this series on Wednesday at 1.10 p.m. Taking a look at the final totals in this ball game here tonight. For the San Diego Padres, four runs, five hits, no errors. They left on 11. For the Kansas City Royals, no runs, two hits, one error. They left on four. Winning pitcher was Michael Waka, who improves to four and one. Losing pitcher was Brad Keller, who drops to three and four. Time of game, two hours and 36 minutes. And the crowd here in downtown San Diego at Petco Park, the 14th sellout already in only 20 openings at Petco Park this year. The crowd, 43,828. And like I said earlier, the ovation gave Michael Waka when he came off the mound in the eighth inning. I thought one of the best moments at Petco Park this season. That's how special it was and what Michael Waka did here tonight. That's uh, how good he was for the Padres in this win over Kansas City. That'll do it for our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network. Again, first pitch tomorrow at 6.40. Our pregame coverage begins at 5.40. Until then, for our great studio coordinator, Frank Marchese. Frank, an excellent job with everything tonight. I'm Sam Levitt saying so long and good night. Again, the final score, the Padres 4 and the Royals nothing. We'll talk to you tomorrow on the Padres Radio Network.